ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Time for our weekly dose of health and fitness. Oh, we all need that. (laughs) Here's Professor Gordon Lynch. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. You know, we're talking about muscle cramps and the first thing that popped into my head was that extraordinary performance by Glenn Maxwell, the cricketer with his 201 not out, and cramped up so badly he was falling over, but he stayed out there. So this muscle cramps thing is, uh, can be a big deal. What are they? Well, I, I, most of us have experienced a cramp at some stage yeah, of our lives. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's a strong and it's a painful contraction or a tightening of the muscle. Mm. It comes on very suddenly. And it can last, you know, a few seconds or sometimes a few minutes. And we hear a lot about this with exercise. So these spasms can occur you know, during or straight after exercise and common, especially in endurance athletes, especially those who do long distance running and those sorts of things. Yeah. In many cases, in most cases, um, people that get cramps don't have a specific you know, muscle disorder which predisposes them to cramping. Mm. Uh, other, you know, we hear a lot about night cramps as well, nocturnal leg cramps you know, suddenly you get tightening in the calf muscles of the lower leg sometimes in the thigh mm. sometimes in the foot yes you know, people just starting to fall asleep suddenly wake up with this you know, terrible pain uh, about half of people over the age of 60 uh, can experience these nocturnal calf muscle cramps mm. and not not surprising if you've got these cramps it interrupts your sleep it affects you know the the, the quality of life and so on so it's it affects not just athletes it's for for, for all of us to consider because we, we most likely will have a cramp at some stage of our lives. Yeah, yeah, I get them in the foot. Not very often, thankfully, but uh, in the foot. Yeah, and it, it is. It's painful. So, um, and you see athletes, uh, particularly cricketers, I think they take salt tablets. But, but what causes a cramp? Yeah, well, it's surprising that there's, there's a lot of work that's gone on about this, but we don't really know exactly uh, what's happening. There's a few, there's a few theories. Basically, the, the research into this area, Tim, it took sort of two, there's two themes, and it started from around about 1900 up to about 1990. Mm. And this idea about salt and you know, dehydration and electrolyte disturbances, that was one of the theories. And mm. then after about 1990, uh, people started to consider that muscle cramps were caused by a defect in the, sort of the electrical circuitry that controls oh, uh, the length right. of our muscles. So, when you, there's some good reasoning behind this. So at the turn of the last century, you know, muscle cramps were very common in people working in hot and humid environments. So workers in steamships and mines, they had, you know, were predisposed to cramps because of the conditions. It led to the theory that cramps were due to some sort of disturbance in the fluid electrolytes, you know, the, the fluids that bathe our muscles. Right. But it's not always the case. You know, it, yes, we can have exercise situations where fatigue happens. You can be dehydrated and that can bring on a cramp as well if you're sweating excessively and you're not replenishing the fluid you know you and i spoke a couple of weeks ago about hydration yes and the yeah. importance of hydration you know with things the salts salt sodium potassium magnesium calcium and other minerals um pregnant women sometimes can have mm. cramps uh, you know later in the stages because changes in mineral composition and we talk about heat, but also cold exposure can sometimes bring on cramps as well. You know, you may have medical conditions where, which disrupt electrolytes and minerals. So you could have kidney issues and other conditions where there's a disruption in the normal levels of okay. those, and that can yeah, make okay. you susceptible. And if you're sometimes standing in the wrong position or sitting in the wrong position or you're sleeping with your legs in awkward positions, mm. your muscles are in different 
configurations there and, and sometimes that can, can trigger. So these electrolyte and the dehydration theories were very popular. They haven't been dismissed completely. But in most cases, cramping is thought to occur when there's this disturbance to the nervous system. Mm. So the electrical wiring that controls how muscles contract, specifically what allows a muscle to relax, that circuitry is disrupted. So the muscle starts to shorten and it keeps shortening. You, know, you don't want it to, but it keeps going. <laughs> no. It's against your will. And, and that often happens with exercise and so on, but it can occur in many situations. So the, the two theories is that electrolyte and, and the dehydration, that's one of them, and that's what we hear here a lot about, salt tablets and other things like that. Mm. Not necessarily the best approach. <laughs> and the other seemingly more favoured hypothesis now is this defect in the circuitry, which is not allowing the muscle to relax when it should. Okay, so yes, you see footballers on the field obviously cramping up and the uh, the physio comes on and grabs them by the foot and pushes the foot back. I don't know whether that's a great idea. I, I find when I get them in my foot occasionally, uh, a little bit of stretching or I might just get up and walk around and it goes away. But obviously for some people it can be really serious, yeah? No, but I think what you've, you've touched on there is one of the ways we can get relief from the cramp is okay. that gentle stretching. So okay. if you passively stretch that affected muscle, it often relieves the cramp. Now, you, you mustn't stretch it forcibly because it can cause damage, but a gentle stretch actually can override the signals to that nervous system, which says to the muscle, stop contracting. So passive stretching, if it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't sort of relieve that stretch, then it may be something more serious and you need to seek medical attention. But as you say, someone's cramping, often in the calf, and they pull the toes back. That's just gentle stretching of the mm, calf. Yeah, right. And that's trying to get this circuitry back in place to say, okay, there's a reflex action here, and we override that and the muscle can then relax. But in the meantime, it's a very painful condition. I guess the supplementary question is, how do we stop from, from happening, or can we? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... We hear a lot about people you know, have different views about what they should do when they get a cramp, you know, should, whether they should massage it or they should take a warm shower or a bath to try and... Because heat can sometimes be helpful, heat bag or uh, you know, wheat bag or something like that on the muscle, sometimes a cold pack, so the opposite there. Um, there are medications that, that can be prescribed for that. Um, but if we want to think about prevention... I think one of the, the main ways is to prevent a muscle from becoming fatigued. So tired muscles don't perform well. So often with exercise, with all the athletes that are working so hard, sometimes under you know, hot and humid conditions, mm, yeah. um, if the person's fatigued or they're overtrained or whatever, they can get a cramp. So if you generally can improve your fitness, and this goes for all of us, mm. hopefully that's one way we can prevent fatigue. So if we perform the regular stretching exercises, perhaps the most neglected of all the exercises is stretching. And I'll put my hand up there and say, I, <laughs> I, just, I need to do more of it too. Because if, we can, if we're susceptible to those particular muscle groups for cramp, then if we have a program of stretching, hopefully that is one way we can go yeah. towards preventing from happening. So I think that's one way we can do that. Make sure you're recovered from your exercise. I think drinking sports drinks, and this touches back on what we discussed a couple of weeks ago, yep. the sports drinks have the right combination of the, of the fluids, the electrolytes, the, all the minerals that are in there that that's sort of mimic the bathing solution around our muscles. I think the salt tablets are sort of out of action. That, that's sort of our, an older sort of way of going about it. These days, very sophisticated 
sports drinks with the right formulations are, the, are usually the way to go. Yeah. But I, I think if you can avoid drinks with alcohol and caffeine, especially for exercising, because mm. that can make you dehydrated and dehydration. If we go back to those two theories, mm. we're not going to dismiss dehydration and electrolyte disturbances as a, as a contributing factor under some situations. So I think if we can limit those things, um, we just have to cover the basis. So even though we might think that the main reason is that electrical disturbance that I mentioned, in many cases that you know there is another reason. And so I think there are another set of options that mm. we need to cover. And I think that's the way to go about it. Yeah, I agree. I remember telling you about um, some old fellas I know who uh, play old fellas rugby, which is great. And there's a lot of... Uh, you know, uh, overage competitions in footy. Uh, I'm not going to call it soccer because you get into trouble. Uh, football. And they tend to, you know, get out of the car, put their gear on, go and run on, and then wonder why they get a cramp. So uh, that stretching is very important, hey? It is. So it's just a bit of prevention there. So, you know, we think about an exercise program. Are you, have you gone for your walk or your yeah, jog or your yeah. run or your swim? But what about the other things? And that's flexibility and range of motion. It's one of the most neglected aspects of fitness. And we, we all need to work on that. And if you're susceptible to cramping, this could be one strategy that actually could limit how often you get these cramps or the severity of them. Mm. And again, if you get these cramps very often, well, anyway, in general, you should consult with your GP, yeah? Uh, I think, yeah, we, we've discussed a number of ways about how we might mitigate the problem and so on, but I, I think if you've got cramps that keep coming back or well, they're very severe, you know, there, there could be symptoms of another problem, and that is always, you sort of think you can go through the checklist and so on and there's still a few things that aren't resolved i think you need to get checked by your doctor because it there could be another reason for the for the for the cramping and that's really important that we address those things as well so uh when you've gone through the checklist and you've tried a few of the things were suggested and they're still not helping then mm. you need to get the medical attention and so i think the first thing is to consult with your gp because there are some medications that, that may be helpful terrific well this is my last weekend for a little while thanks very much for your help it's been a delight to talk to you over this what well, turned out to be a very long period of time so thank you oh, again. likewise I mean, it's, it's just a pleasure to, to, to speak with you every week and um i'm sure we'll discuss many more topics in the future I, i'm sure we will then you can find gordon on x of course and his modic is at gordon s lynch thank you professor Thank you, Tim. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.